And that's right, gentlemen, we are gathered here today to write the Constitution and to set about the new traditions of America. And I, for one, excuse me, excuse me, but could Benjamin Franklin stop having sex with that prostitute over there? I, yes, Ben, that is uh, quite, quite distracting. Ugh. What? I'm just pursuing my right to life, liberty, and happiness. Well, Ben, it's, it's, it's a bit much for everyone else here, you know. I just... What? You're all hammered drunk. Well, I may, that may be true, but we're just... You know, it's water. Alcohol is cleaner than water. Well, I know why. I mean, that's why I'm drunk. That's why we're all drunk. Ben, please just stop having sex with the prostitute. And why should I do that? Did we found this country so that other men could tell us how to live our lives? How to carry on in our own pursuits of life, liberty, and happiness? If I can't have the liberty to have sex with this prostitute in the middle of this meeting, then what are we even founding America on? Am I right, Thomas Jefferson? He's right. That's right. Thomas Jefferson, you're so drunk, you don't even know what you're agreeing to. I sex was... Don't finish that. Stop it, Thomas Jefferson. Okay, I'll just lay back down here. Look, is this, is this what we dream of for America? It's, or do we dream of a, a country that was run like our fathers ran a country? You mean with tyranny? Let me tell you what I, Benjamin Franklin, believe America can be found. Could you stop having sex for 10 minutes to, to tell us? No, no, I will not. I will continue having sex while I tell you. Oh, God. What I'm here to tell you is that I dream of America of true freedom. Freedom to pursue life the way that you have always wanted to pursue it and to engage in your own endeavors, even if those endeavors are having sex with prostitutes and invalidating your own marriage. I dream of a world where we can all sit in bathtubs and play chess with hookers. I dream of a world where a man can just whip his willy about. Oh my God, Ben Franklin. And quite frankly, I think I speak for everyone here when I say, fucking George, fucking George, fucking George, yeah. And so America was born. The Constitution was written by a bunch of rich alcoholics. God bless America. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to Ruben Uncut. Hold on a second. 
What do you want? I don't know what you want from me. You've got food in your bowl. Is it because I'm by the snack drawer? Uh, sorry about that. And uh, as I was saying, welcome to Ruben Uncut. Today's topic, tradition and traditionalism. And why it's kind of a bunch of hooey. Scratch that. Tradition and traditionalism, why they're practically downright unfucking American. But we'll get to that. First, we have to answer a question, which is, what is traditionalism? Well, in the clearest... Well, let's see what the dictionary says traditionalism is. Traditionalism, the upholding or maintenance of tradition, especially so as to resist change. Historical, the theory that all moral and religious truths come from divine revelation passed on by tradition, human reason being incapable of attaining it. Now, to be fair, that's just a historical context for traditionalism. Traditionalism is also defined as according to Merriam-Webster, adherence to doctrine or practices of tradition, the beliefs of those opposed to modernism, liberalism, or radicalism, traditionalist. <clears throat> so traditionalism, or a is the strict adherence to the concept of traditions. So what are traditions? Tradition. The transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation, or the fact of being passed on in this way. So tradition in inherently of itself is just another word for culture that has been passed on. By this definition of tradition, then obviously the concept of tradition should be fluid, constantly changing. Just, that seems contradictory at first until you realize that people create literal traditions all the time. New traditions are formed in every country, every culture, and even every family going forward. Right now in America, though, you may have been hearing a lot about how we need to have a return to traditionalism. This is the thing that people like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson talk about a lot. But the question has to be asked, what do they mean? And whose traditions are they referring to? And right there, maybe the first big red flag. You see, the reality is, is that everyone in the world has traditions. So when the right says we need to return to traditions, whose traditions do they mean? Should we go back to using cannabis largely medically? which as it was traditionally used in ancient China? Should we let men get married under pirate, under pirate tradition, which for long periods of time allowed two men to get married and for the sake of transferring property and titles? Also, you know, they're pirates. So obviously I assume whoever gets to be captain slash on the boat. The concept of returning to tradition is to make a reference to the concept of a shared tradition, which is where you need to start to ask yourself, well, what tradition do any of these people want? 
for someone like Ben Shapiro, that tradition, the traditionalism he's talking about, of course, is religious traditionalism. He is appealing to the classical ideas of religious dogma. Now, in fairness to Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro puts a lot of effort, a lot of effort, into trying to make it sound like he's making secular arguments. He's not great at that, but he is basically making appeals to traditionalism. Now, as I read to you, traditionalism is also, shockingly, anti-modernist. That might, su that might surprise some people to hear that. And you may be wondering, well, wait a minute. I thought the conservatives were all pro-modernism. Well, you see, that's the thing. Traditionalism is not pro-modernism. So what is modernism? Modernism are the theories, philosophies, and ideas behind early industrialism and the development of the modern world. These ideas were largely thought based on the teachings and theories of the following three men. Don't get me wrong. There were other modernists whose, whose contributions were worthwhile and important. But since I studied art, the three people that I'm going to refer to are Charles Darwin, Freud, and Karl Marx. Hold on, I hear you saying. I was led to believe that the postmodernists were the communists. Well, yeah, no, modernists are pretty communist also. It's just that conservatives know you don't know what postmodernism means, so it makes it easy for them to turn into a scary buzzword. Modernism suggests that human beings are biological, from Darwin, psychological, from Freud, although a lot of his ideas were kooky, 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 and of course, economical, that would be Marx. And their ideas form the concept of how modernism would be moving forward would move forward into the 20th century. The things that modernism needed to deal with, largely industrialization. And by this, of course, we are largely speaking of industrialization because that's largely what these ideas were based around. Well, not really. I mean, I can't really say that that's necessarily what Charles Darwin was basing his shit around. <clears throat> but theirs would be the ideas that would go on to influence the way that we would approach industrialization and the mod and what was called at the time the modern world inter postmodernism postmodernism is a deconstruction of modernism an examination and rethinking of the various concepts and tropes of modernism when it came to theater this essentially meant reinventing the concept of storytelling and what stories were there were a number of different modern, a number of different art uh, movements that are classified under postmodernism. Things like Dadaism, which was wacky, wacky, kooky, kooky, offensive, offensive, offensive. Although to be fair, it was considered offensive at the in the nineteen in the nineteen teens, <laughs> is uh, considerably different than. Uh, what is uh, considered offensive today? People got angry and rioted at Dada at Dadaist shows and burned down theaters simply because the shows refused to have a coherent meaning or point. This was considered offensive at one point. 
Then, of course, you had the futurists who essentially took the ideas of fascism and were like, what if we applied this? What if we applied this to art and came up with a bunch of wacky ideas? They were kind of like Dadaism, although most of their most of their short plays were actually designed to illustrate some weird point about how modern society was bullshit and how things like academics, history, art, and other things were really just distractions from the only thing that really mattered, which was action. Go futurists. Not because it was the neo-futurists who didn't necessarily share those beliefs. And then, of course, the Dadaists grew up and became adults, and they moved into surrealism, which was more the idea of creating works of art that were based around being dreamlike. But essentially, the idea of postmodernism was to deconstruct things and examine them with their, from their own internal mechanisms, not necessarily from the modernist perspective of reflecting modernist values. Now, of course, a traditionalist would not be happy with modernism or postmodernism. Why would a traditionalist not be happy with any of these? Well, first of all, modernism heavily leans into capitalism, and capitalism is a huge disruptor of tradition. Huge disruptor. Like, this is, like, don't get me wrong, a lot of things disrupt traditionalism, but capitalism may be one of the biggest disruptors of traditionalism. The seeking of capital and value and money has long, long distracted from more traditionalist values. In fact, mo in fact, a great deal of the people that we view as sort of capitalist heroes are not traditionalists. They were men of industry who lived off of modernist principles and used those principles to make themselves rich and achieve, you know, material wealth. Now, traditionalism is not about obtaining material wealth, although you could make an argument for the idea that America itself has a tradition of pursuing material wealth. So right there we have the pervasive fluidity of tradition. There are probably some traditionalists who would even say that capitalism is part of their traditionalist values. This is, of course, asinine because capitalism is in an e is essentially amoral and holds no real value to tradition because capitalism only values things that make money. And tradition goes in and out of style in the markets of the world, sometimes making money and sometimes not. Now, the other thing you have to understand is that tradition is also a popular gesture to for the fascists. Why? Because traditionalism tends to be the more fun way to look at history, the glorification of the old, the glorification of lost glories. Frequently, fascists and totalitarians and even Nazis would make this vague allusion to a lost tradition, normally something inherent to their national identity. Why? Because fascist states run off of having a nationalist identity. You can't be a fascist state without a nationalist identity because ultimately fascist states are all about conformity under an executive unitary power, an unquestionable uh, conformity to an 
rights to a unitary executive power. Fascists will often reference back to a, like I said, a past glory. This was something that Hitler did. This is something that many, many, many fascists throughout time have done. The allusion to a lost Aryan race, its traditions, values, and genetic superiority lost to time due to the influence of foreigners is, of course, the classic Nazi go-to pitch. Now, the thing about this is, is that, of course, any appeal to traditionalism is a cherry-picking of the past. People who appeal to these concepts of, hey, things were better in the past, are, of course, cherry-picking the positive aspects of the past. The reality is, is that modernism has brought mostly good. It has its problems and its trade-offs, its downsides, and its dehumanizing elements. But the reality is, is that uh, most people uh, nowadays can't just move to the middle of Arizona and just never be heard from again because they died in the desert. That doesn't happen to most people. Why? Because Arizona is a civilized, it's a civilized state. Well, I shouldn't say that. I should not, I'm not sure I should say that. Well, they did just go blue. But not that blue people are inherently more civilized, but they do believe in the system, and therefore they are more supporting of civilization than people trying to actively tear down civilization. You have to understand, it is in fact traditionalists who are trying to take America apart. They're even using unironically postmodernist arguments to try and do this. Have you ever heard trying to pin people like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson down? They will often leap to deconstruct your argument. This is a classic postmodernist move. Why? Because they want to make it look like your beliefs and values are relative. And they may be. Beliefs and values are relatively relative. Arguably, there is an objective standard to, to physical and material aspects of the world. But by and large, how we stand on those principles is perspective-based and therefore difficult to nail down, like trying to nail the jello to a tree while that tree is going into a wood chipper. That wood chipper, of course, is the ravages of time. Now, the traditionalists will say that the liberal or progressive or whatever they want to brand the people who are currently authoring change, <coughs> offering change, they will say that the liberal or progressive is cherry-picking the past for only its problems, only pointing to the things that went wrong in history. Now, of course, this is where this is probably because there is a big misunderstanding between traditionalists and people who are even remotely more progressive than them. That misunderstanding comes here. The examination of the past's problems and issues is about forming a holistic approach to the future. The ability to try and figure out how to accomplish our pro how to solve problems that present themselves. This is, in fact, actually, in a way, strangely traditional. The actual examination of things from the past that are problematic, damaging to society, is the only way to try and 
figure out how to prevent problems from occurring in the past. Now, traditionalism will argue to, with you that, that in fact, all problems come from the deviation from tradition. That if we were still adhering to tradition, then all of our society's problems would just disappear. However, that's horseshit. In fact, history indicates that this is horseshit. Not only that, but that basic argument spits in the very face of America. In fact, if I were to follow that argument to its fullest extent of logic, then America literally is the great Satan. And all of the world's problems have sprung from America. Why? Why? Because the founding of America was the greatest break from traditionalism in the history of the world. Even through the Enlightenment, we allowed kings and monarchs to claim their, div their divine right from God to rule the rest of society. This is the most fundamentally traditionalist value in the history of the world. People are king because God said that person gets to be king. That is traditionalist value numero uno. People in power are in power because of God. Don't question why they're in power. It's because of God. But then one day, America was like, fuck that. And America made the biggest break away from traditionalism in the history of everything. They were like, no, fuck it. We're going democratic. We're making this a democratic society. We no longer want to worship a, mon a monarch. Conservatives of that day would be insisting that that was madness, a total break away from the traditionalism of their forefathers. Now, I know some of you are sitting there going, but Reuben, the pilgrims founded America, actually, and they were very traditionalist. No, 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 no. The pilgrims were fundamentalist. What's the difference between traditionalist and fundamentalist? What it, the difference is, is that they wanted to go so far back that the traditionalists in, English, in, the, in the English church were like, <laughs> you need to get the fuck out of here. That's too far. You have taken it too far. Get your asses out of here. Traditionalism rejects you. <clears throat> of course, to be fair, many traditionalists are in fact fundamentalists. Because fundamentalists and traditionalists in this day and age have a lot in common. Because you have to understand, the past is already gone. Traditionalists want to drag us backwards to the past. And the thing is, is that they're going to wildly gesture at how much better the past was while ignoring every single thing that was problematic about the past. Matt Walsh recently wait am i thinking of matt no yeah no that is matt walsh sometimes i confuse matt walsh and michael knows matt walsh was recently on an interview where he well, actually no wait hey this actually wasn't recently they recently uncovered an old recording of matt walsh 
talking about how in the 1950s, yes, teen pregnancy was higher, but maybe that was a good thing. And it's true. Teen pregnancy in the 1950s was astronomically high. The 1950s was also known for giving housewives medic drugs so that they wouldn't be so depressed anymore. Ever heard the song Mommy's Little Helper? It's written by Paul McCartney. A song he didn't think was good enough for the Beatles, but he sold it to the Rolling Stones because that was a thing Paul McCartney liked to do sometimes is he'd write songs that he, he'd, he'd, listen, he'd look at him and go, ah, I think it's a bit shit. I'm not good enough for the Beatles. Then he'd sell them to the Rolling Stones. Actually, that's some of the some of the Rolling Stones' best songs are basically songs Paul McCartney threw away. That's I find that hilarious. <clears throat> but anyways, where was I? Right. Traditionalism. Traditionalism is a continuous looking backwards. But not just any kind of looking backwards. It is a continuously looking backwards nostalgia not based on anything in fact radicalism in fact the other time that i can think of besides the time america broke from traditionalism the last the most probably the second most second if not the most impactful person who ever broke away from tradition and called out the traditionalists of course jesus christ man who took to preaching in the streets on his own instead of attending synagogues, a man who once stepped in to prevent capital punishment from occurring to a prostitute, which, by the way, traditionally, at that point, when Jesus stopped that prostitute from being stoned, they were stoning that prostitute out of tradition. Sometimes tradition is wrong. And sometimes people get so fucked up on tradition, God has to send his only son to earth to be like, hey, you should let some of that tradition go. You should definitely let that shit go and learn a new path called forgiveness. Jesus threw the money lenders out of the temples. Jesus debated, the, debated various Pharisees. Jesus fed the poor and hung out with the people that the church wouldn't go near. He told stories like the Good Samaritan, which, by the way, is a story that I feel like needs to be told more often because Good Samaritan is literally the story where Jesus is like, hey, 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 you know, sometimes people who don't have your same religion are good people. Because that's what the Good Samaritan is about. Samaritans, for those unaware, were a, another, actually another Judeo sect that was considered fringe and not, uh, not accepted by the majority of other Jewish groups. So when that Samaritan stopped to help a guy on the, on the road, even though people of his own faith had abandoned him there to die repeatedly, Jesus was making a point, which was, there's more to judging people than just by their religion. And Jesus would frequently tell stories like this. Stories that disrupted the traditionalist and dogmatic views of the Old Testament at that time. That's part of why, of course, the Pharisees conspired to have him killed. Because he was disrupting the traditional viewpoints that had put those people in power. The other thing is, is that history shows us that people who frequently talk about living traditionally 
are frequently not living traditionally themselves. This is frequently a call to control society. Because at the end of the day, a lot of what is being touted by these traditionalists are anti-individualist concepts. And the reason that is a problem is because, look, I'll just say it. If you want to live a traditional life, that's cool. You do you. However, the problem is, is that you can't just, you, you can't stand in the middle of the town square and then insist that everyone else should also live a more traditional life. That's why society's fucked up. Because you cannot legislate traditionalism. If you legislate traditionalism, we will no longer be a free society. Traditionalism is a tyranny of the past and adherence to nothing without logic. I would describe, if I had to describe tradition, here's how I would describe tradition. A bunch of rules we made up for an important reason at some time that are no longer relevant to our modern society. And that is frequently the case. And let me ask you this, traditionalists. Are you kosher? Are you kosher, traditionalists? Are you willing to give up the lobster, the pork, the any time that more than one meat is in a meal at the same time? And yes, that does include eggs. Are you ready to give that up in the name of traditionalism? How far back do we want to go, traditionalists? Because you know what? There are some things we should maybe we should go back. Like, I do think we should go back to the tradition of nuns giving women uh, abortion teas. That would be great. What what if nuns went back to aborting children? Did you know that was a thing that actually used to be one of the ways we dealt with unexpected pregnancies in medieval times? You'd go to a nun specifically a nunnery for a little while when you were pregnant, they'd, they'd fix a concoction guaranteed to make you miscarry. You'd drink it, it would suck, you'd flush out the baby. Bam. The nuns did it for you. Why don't we bring back that tradition? What do you say to that? Traditionalists. What? Like, like that's the thing. Like, how far back do you want to go? This is in never stopping thing. If you want to lit, go and live your life traditionally, go join the Amish. Go put up some barns. Live like a Luddite with no technology. Because never mind the fact that much of our traditionalism is completely undermined by the technological advances and problems of our times. If you want to live traditionally, go be Amish. Or if you if you can't give up indoor plumbing, I guess Mennonite. Wait, do do the Amish have indoor plumbing? How far back? Do, I don't see. That's the thing. I don't even know how traditional the Amish are. How far back do you want to go? Well, let me suggest a new another idea, which is that we be traditionally American. And what are American traditions? I'll give you some motherfucking American traditions. Individualism and democracy. 
but Ruben, we're a democ, we're a democratic Republican. What what part of democratic republic did you not understand, bitch? Republic, it's just a democracy with extra steps. Shut the fuck up. This is a democracy. Those, but those are the key things. Individualism, the right to your own pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness is not compatible with this form of traditionalism that they are trying to spring on us. And they're doing it in a very clever way. But I'll get to that in a minute because the other tradition, of course, in America is in... Wait, did I already say individual? Or did I just start with democracy? Democracy, the idea that we all have a right to have a say in the way that this country moves forward individualism the right to be who you are and live your life the way you want to and i know what you're saying but i'm a traditionalist and that's all i want to why can't i do that well you can you absolutely can live your life according to traditionalist values that's on you but in a free individualist society you can't be surprised or upset when other people don't want to or can't. There, that, that's the way it works. Not only that, but it's worth noting that a lot of, a lot of some traditionalism is just straight up bullshit, like the nuclear family. There's nothing traditional about the nuclear family. The concept of the nuclear family has been around since 1920. It's, uh, it's, just over a hundred years old as an idea. And the truth is, is that the concept of a nuclear family is actually the concept of a divided cell-based family, where essentially you're taking, you're, you're cordoning families off into their smallest possible sectioning. The idea of your children leaving home and forming their own nuclear family is new. It used to be the only reason children would leave home is if there weren't opportunities in that area. That used to be the only reason your kids would break off from you. It's because you'd be like, well, things are dead here. You need to go find a new life. It used to be, if you were a family who was doing well, that would normally mean that everyone in your family lived in the same area and you were killing it. That's what a traditional family would look like. You, your uncles, your kids, your nephews, your cousins, your grandparents, you're all in roughly the same area. You're all very connected. And they, you ever heard the expression, it takes a village to raise a child? Because that's where that came from. The nuclear family is an augmented, like abridged version of a traditional family that is only replicatable for the idea of frontier living. And that's a big problem because a lot of Americans are frontier living horny. Like they are like, ah, oh, they have this image in their head of frontier living being like the ultimate expression of freedom. And in many ways it was. However, the average person in 2022, even if they're obsessed with that fucking way of life, does not want to and is not ready to live that way. Frontier living was a good way to die. It was a good way to make sure that your kids died if you saw your own children die. It was a great way to get disease. It was a great way to just, you know, not fucking make it. If you don't understand that a non-traditionalist society seems to be giving us a higher rate of survival, then you're not paying attention. The frontier is dead. Unless you're ready to go to space with Elon Musk, who, by the way, 
is a transhumanist. <laughs> and no, I don't mean he's a trans person. I mean that he literally believes that the way to the future is to augment human beings into cyborgs so they, they are capable of competing with AI. Don't believe me? Go watch his old interview with Joe Rogan where he basically spells that out. The reality of the matter is, is that traditionalism is an illusion. I'm not saying we shouldn't keep things from the past that worked. That's just, re that's just using your reasoning. But the idea that change is inherently a problematic thing that is what is act that is what is destroying our society never mind the fact that that change in progressivism that modernism that postmodernism are in fact the things that have led to our successes in the last 200 years actually you know what has started with the revolutionary war and then worked its way till now there's been lots and lots of great developments and very few of them were related to traditionalism. You know what traditionalism created? Cornflakes. Sugarless cornflakes. Because cornflakes were invented by a guy who thought people were masturbating because their food was too flavorful. So it came up with cornflakes to get people to stop masturbating. Because in the late because in the late 19 because in the late 1800s people were really afraid of people masturbating it was a serious societal concern where was i going with this i don't know just want to say this shit about i just wanted to oh right i was explaining the cornflakes <clears throat> sorry i'm just making weird noises on the mic on purpose now no reason <clears throat> But do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm rambling about here? What I'm saying is simply this. We live in motherfucking America. And this country was founded on saying fuck you to, at, to dogmatic traditionalism. Some of our founding fathers, people like Benjamin Franklin and Thomas, Thomas Jefferson, who... People like Thomas Jefferson did something like the Jefferson Bible, where he basically took a razor blade and cut out anything that referenced Jesus being God. And then you got Ben Franklin over here. Good old, drunk off his ass, whoring it up, Ben Franklin. You got people like Thomas Paine, who once was arrested for being an atheist, although it is unclear that he actually was. But back then, you, you didn't have to do much to be accused of being an atheist. You just had to sort of like, you know, say something critical about religion. And then suddenly you were marked as an atheist and they threw you in jail. Not in America. This was in Europe. <laughs> Ugh, excuse me. But the point is, the concept of traditionalism is currently being used to brainwash Americans. And you need to watch out for that. Because the appeal to traditionalism is essentially an appeal to not use your own critical thinking. It is essentially an oversimplification of a concept where the details have been stripped away so that you can't see the problem that is actually occurring. If you are a traditionalist and you're listening to this, I'd love to have you onto my podcast so we can try and work things out. But anyways, 
I think that's about all I have to say about that. Look, I'll just close it off by saying this. If you want to live your life in a traditional manner, that's totally fine. And I, I and I will even speak up for your right to do so. But the second that you start to prescribe it as a general prescription for American society, the second you start to suggest that it's something that should be legislated, we're going to have a problem. Simply put, traditionalism cannot and should not be legislated in a free society. And if you're going to say, well, Ruben, I wasn't saying we should legislate it in a society, then my question to you is, what it, then why is this a political conversation? If you don't think we should legislate it into our society, then maybe this isn't a political conversation. But also, if you don't want to legislate it into society, then why do you continuously vote for people who claim to be in favor of traditional values? When traditional values are a code word for exclusion, we are essentially creating traditions that are un-American. There. I think I'll go end on that. America. It's all about the freedom, y'all. The freedom to be who you are. What do you think, fellas? Do we need to put anything else in the in the Constitution? Ben Franklin, what do you... Ah! Oh, yeah, that's right. Finally. Okay, well, Ben Franklin's finished. I guess we can wrap up for the evening. You're damn right we can. <laughs>